Welcome to the podcast where we talk about all the things that are in shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And today we're going to talk about haunted objects. Ew. So that includes uh, haunted dolls, haunted things. Oh, I thought you were going to say the name. I don't like that name. What name? That name of that doll. Robert the doll? Stop it. I don't <laughs> like it. She'd be more afraid of Annabelle than that one. You know, I'm not. Like, yeah. I mean, Annabelle freaks me out, but like, if you, cause there was an episode on Ghost Adventures that Isaac was watching prior to this about, you know, all the stuff in his haunted museum, right? It's called Daily Possessions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they were showing the Divic box and they were showing like Annabelle and they were showing all of that stuff. Mm. I got the worst feeling when they were talking about the Robert doll. Ro- the R doll. Robert the doll. I don't like that. Mm. <laughs> No, um, yeah, we started talking about haunted dolls and stuff Sorry. like that. Okay. Um, I said to talk before we start talking Jeez. about haunted See? objects. They don't want us I'm talking about. I'm spitting out so much words at once. <laughs> um, uh, we, uh, I think we're settled on the. Well, you are settled so far on who your your bonus episodes are about. Yes. I still have two openings I have to fill, but so far I've recorded the first one uh, yesterday with uh, Believe in the Bazaar, and that's going to be out. Um, first week in October. Yeah. So we talked about a little bit how their practices, how their podcast got started, how ours kind of got started, but we kind of went to the history of that. Um, and then we talked a little bit about aliens and then I wanted to get their perspective, which they're apparently going to save to, for one of their episodes about my whole, um, reality, reality splitting or skipping or viewing yeah. Uh, condition that I've been going through for, since I was 16. Yeah. Um, I go more in depth on that bonus episode about it. And then they're going to talk about on their end and they're believing to be a, a believe it to believe. Believe it to believe. Oh my be, gosh. Believe it to believe. Today. Know, tongue tied. Believability. Believability on the subject. <laughs> and, uh, also if they didn't have anybody on their end that similar case wise that they could probably point in my direction so I can talk to them. Because there's something I said is there's no original thought, right? Well, it is a saying there's no original thought. Uh-huh. Everything that you've had or no original idea. So if that's true, my idea about what I think it is, someone else has thought of. Yeah. And I want to meet that someone else. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so look forward to that one in the first week of October. Yeah. And then I, um, I'm doing, I have a friend, um, she runs medium services too, and she has like an Instagram where she talks about like haunted ob- or haunted dolls and kind of that kind of thing. I'm going to do one with her, um, cryptid chat with Yami, I think is her, how you pronounce it. I got to ask her just to make sure. Mm. Um, uh, what's the others? Um, there's one person that actually is kind of blowing up a little bit on TikTok, um, she has like a Halloween, like spooky vibe to her. And she actually, her TikTok videos is what kind of like wanted me to interview her. She has, um, a bunch where she goes around to different like places and like say, I think she lives in Massachusetts, like that area. Um, yeah. So she has really cool insight on that. And then, oh, going to sound weird. Po- this is going to sound weird podcast doing with those two, Sydney and Taylor. And uh, what's it. her face? Um Maya. Yeah, that's the first one. Oh okay. Psychic friend. Um but and then I'm doing one which I thought was super interesting. So technically I'm doing five. So interesting. Well you can take one of my spots because I don't think I'm gonna be able to Okay. Well, much. Um I'm actually gonna do a podcast with both of my sisters who can attest to a lot of the paranormal stuff that I've experienced. And we're going to also be talking to the one sister that actually was the one that witnessed that whole, remember the paranormal story about being a doppelganger? Like the doppelganger situation thing where Mm -hmm. like they thought it was me, but it was not me. I was in another room that, yeah. So she can talk about that. She's had some creepy experiences too. Not as like, like not as many as ours, but she had a little bit here and there. So yeah. it'll be interesting. So we got that looked forward to in October. Yeah. And plus the Halloween episode. Yes. Which we haven't fully decided on what we're going to do yet. We're still kind of floating a boat. We need confirmation on some things before. Yeah. 
So we know for sure it's probably not going to be because one of the options was that big podcast with a lot of people, which mm-hmm. is kind of what we're doing with the bonus episodes. So that one's kind of like scratched out because, you know, we're yeah. already kind of doing it. Um, but I, th- the up in the air one is investigating the house or investigating a local spot. So I don't really, we're kind of reaching out to different places that are supposedly haunted that have a history of being haunted. I don't know how the whole paranormal investigating thing works with the whole COVID thing. So yes. So a lot of shooting emails and waiting for responses and seeing what we could do and all that stuff. Anyways. Yeah. So first on the list of haunted objects that most people are common with is haunted dolls. Yep. Like Annabelle. Yeah. And I have famous of them all. I have an experience story for you. With the haunted doll? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to know that it? That you think you've told before? On the thing? <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah. No. no Which tell them this one. Th- okay. <laughs> so, at least I don't think so. If I did, then you can call me out on it. But, uh, okay. So, I think I vaguely told about it, but I didn't go in depth about it. Yeah. So, um... I had a best friend in middle school who lived across the street from me. And her older brother, who was only a couple years years older, would always come out and hang around because we had, like, a basketball, like, hoop and everything. And we would all just hang out. Anyways, we were always talking about paranormal stuff. We just always did. And one of the things he mentioned was about this doll that his mom always tried to get rid of that Brittany had. And they would always swear that it would say things that... Um, a normal people, like a normal doll shouldn't say. So, um, of course I didn't believe him. And so he's like, well, if you don't believe me, I'll show you the doll. And so of course I said, okay. And before we went to her house, um, my mom was like, Hey, make sure you take your sister. So I said, okay, take my sister. And, uh, what's the matter? Anyway, so I, uh, Took my sister. We went to the, her house. They pulled it out of like a closet or like an attic area. Um, and the doll looked like a regular doll, except like you could tell my friend had like chopped her hair off with like scissors, which every girl at some point has done to her dolls. <laughs> so, but it looked normal, but there was an eerie feeling about it. Like I was a little uneasy about it. And then all of a sudden I hear my sister, right? Go, Oh my God, I love this doll. Can I take it? Like, I'll gladly take it. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, hell no. <laughs> no. And then uh Brittany and her brother were like, yeah, take it. I don't care. Not Brittany. Sorry. Random person. Um, Wait. I got I messed up. You can say her name. It's fine. Okay. She did. I don't think she does. She listens to this. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyways. So, she was like, go ahead and uh, she can have it or whatever. And so, the whole, like rest of the day um my sister was just like pretty much like playing with the doll like she was in love with the doll and um when we got home she showed my mom and my mom was like i don't really like this doll thing can you like give it back because i don't like i don't like the feeling behind it especially when i told her the story about it she's like no i don't really like it you know give it back and my sister was all upset about it and the whole time she was like infatuated with this doll she would not put it down she kept brushing its hair and it was just eerie Right. And so the whole rest of the night, she went to sleep before anybody else. And you could literally hear like weird whispers coming from my sister's room. And uh, she went to sleep with it. And the next morning, the doll was gone. We don't know where the- till this day. We don't know where the doll went. Mm. Isn't that creepy. Do we need your floor, our floorboards right now? Ew, don't say that. No, I. <laughs> well, I asked my. I had messaged uh, my friend and I had said, hey, by the way, did you ever find that doll? And she was like, nope, never found it. Who knows? It could still be in that freaking attic or her attic at her new house. Who knows? Mm. Weird. Yeah. But yeah, that was the only like doll experience I've had. Yeah. How's the objects? Is not something I've experienced or even had around. Um, I mean, we had antiques and stuff in, the, in my grandparents' place, but nothing like... You could say is haunted, but then again, um, I think I'll get into, uh, the energy objects absorb over time. 
a little bit later. But right now, we're uh, talk more in depth about the haunted dolls that are most popular mm-hmm. that most people know about. Most people know about Annabelle. I mean, she had yeah. a movie made about her, all, you know, stuff like that. They know the small story that she belonged to apparently uh, uh, these two girls at their apartment that um, is who uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren bought the doll from. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would hear this doll talk. She would change positions throughout the uh, night. Like they set her in this couch in the morning. She'd be on a different one. Right. Mm-hmm. They actually heard footsteps running around at night and stuff like that. The supposed theory behind it is that she's possessed by a demon or she's a vessel for demons. How? I had to watch a movie to figure that one out, but the small wow. history that's told about her is that. Mm-hmm. That's why she's extremely dangerous. That's funny. Cause that's what I was about to ask. Like, was there, like, a demon that specifically was like, I'm going to take over this doll, or was it like... Well, according to the Warrens, something demonic is part of it. And you can't take that demonic stuff out? I don't know if they tried. I just want you to know, just so everyone can... Don't ask me why, but I have an extreme headache right now. And I have chills, and I don't know why, so... Um, every time you do, you catch EVPs. So yeah, so I don't know. You <laughs> might hear something. I don't know. Like I was telling Isaac, uh, before, um, and I mentioned earlier in the pot in the beginning of the podcast when he was watching that Ghost Adventure episode. Like I got some bad feelings. Like, all right. So Annabelle was encased in a uh, special glass. Blessed case, holy water, all that stuff, crucifixes in a lore on this object, this box mm-hmm. that she's encased in. And it, of course, has the famous saying, positively do not open. And it was opened, right? A few times, right? One time she apparently escaped from it. But the Warrens have their own- How ha- did she escape? Who the fuck knows? All right. The Warrens have their own haunted museum. Kind of yeah. like Zach Bagans has his haunted museum yeah. in Las Vegas. They technically have their own, but theirs is not- it wasn't really for display reasons until I think later on in their life. And they invited people to come look at the stuff that was there. Right. Uh-huh. Before it was just a collection of stuff that they collected from people that they went and helped, you know, yeah. their paranormal investigating situations and, and, and cases that they did objects that people didn't want anymore. Can you take it? I can't have this. Right. So they did because they knew how to handle it. Mm-hmm. So they took me and put in this one room where all these objects were accumulated. Right. Um, of course, Annabelle being one of the main ones that most people, uh, the most one of the most famous cases involving her, um, that's actually real, is a motorcycle or a guy went to the museum, saw Annabelle, said, "You know, you can't get shit, right? You're fucking bullcrap, right?" Oh my god! And he later died riding home in an accident. Oh my god! Right? So she yeah. had the ability to do that, supposedly, maybe just by Th- chance. But you know, that is what about the paranormal that like blows my mind. Is that like a force that you can't necessarily see has that much control? Yeah. Oh, that was the door opening and closing. Oh. Um, so that was that case. I remember uh, there's a whole controversy right now going on between Zach Bagans and the current owner of Annabelle saying apparently um, Zach wasn't supposed to touch the doll. That mm-hmm. he handled the doll, uh, the, the new owner, which is the son-in-law to Ed and Lorraine Lauren. Wait, the son-in-law? Son-in-law. He's married does, to Ed and Lorraine Lauren's daughter. Why does he get control of it? Because he bought it. Or paid for it. Or so has he it. has no background and he's handling it? Yeah. That's dangerous. Right? That should his, literally His be whole it. thing is that he carries it in a case, uh-huh. and when he handles her, he puts oven mitts on. So he's so not making physical oven touch. Mi- Fucking That's nothing. stupid. Anyway. Uh, heat <laughs> can go through an oven mitt. So, so if it's like heated energy, if yeah. that makes any sense, that is even a possibility. That oven mitt is not going to do shit. So, um, he puts in a chair, they're, they're investigating around it, there's, like, shit going on in the room with Zach, and apparently Zach gets, like, coerced through spirits or whatever to touch her, and he doesn't actually grab Annabelle, his hand brazes Annabelle, grazes by accident, whether he could mm-hmm. see in the dark or he couldn't, I don't really know, right? But for some reason, Zach's hand, it's really coming down outside. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, it's raining and stormy while we're talking about this yeah, that's perfect, like super perfect environment. Uh, his hand grazes Annabelle. He says something about that hand causing pain later after the shoot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I forget his name. It's like Sean something, I think, right? Or John something. Was pissed off that he even grazed to touch Annabelle, right? So he basically grabbed Annabelle, put her in the box, stormed the fuck out of there, right? Mm-hmm. And what the crappy part is, is that that guy was consistently talking shit on Ghost Adventures. Like, they don't know what they're doing. They're well uninformed. They have no clue. Well, who is this guy? Exactly. How does he know what <laughs> is going on? So that was that, that whole controversy with them, right? And it's uh-huh. technically still going on, I guess. Because the daughter, she's not involved in no. any. I don't know how well involved she is with the paranormal. Well, she followed her parents' footsteps, but you haven't heard anything from the daughter. I mean, she's probably got to know something because. Well, yeah, I she mean, knows like don't mess with this and don't mess with that, you know. So the they're both dead, the, the Warrens. So they had yeah. to leave it to somebody, which probably left it to her. And the house, she probably the, just all said. the collectors' things like that. She probably blocked up the room, and her husband thought, "Hey, Annabelle's very famous. There's a movie made about her. I can make some money through this." Yeah. So. There's that side of the story you could probably go with. So Annabelle, or, or maybe Annabelle coerced him him to taking over her so she can have more control. Yeah, I would never load that doll out of the box. Yeah, that's just. <laughs> but again, like I like that that element just blows my mind. The fact that something technically invisible in the doll has that much control out of. Over stuff. Now, she's the most famous and most terrifying one, but she's not the most dangerous. Mm-mm. The most dangerous. Well, there's three dolls I'm going to talk about, but the most dangerous Ugh. so far. They're, they're all dangerous, but. Don't say the name, please. Okay, Robert Doll. Um, <laughs> what? You've seen him. He's a very old, brown looking doll. No face, really. He looks like eyes. a Navy captain. Thing. Well, he's in a sailor outfit. Yeah. Right? And that, it's like that. He was originally owned by a kid named, or a person, he's a kid, when he had a doll named, uh, I think his name was like Robert Eugene something, uh-huh. but he went by Eugene, so he named it his doll Robert, right, his first name. So, and but him and that doll were inseparable, right? They always played together, he talked to it, he, you know, like, at what kids would do. But this is creepy. He did that his entire life, from teenage years to an adult. Even his wife talked about how Robert came with them on their honeymoon, came with them to their house. He always had it with him. Now, I don't know what a woman would accept something like that, but you know, she's a probably different breed of woman to be able to, again, my husband has a doll. He hasn't let go of it. Yeah. Right? Um. So that, but what's with Robert is that after Eugene passed away, or he went by Eugene, Robert Eugene, mm-hmm. after he passed away, right, um, the doll took care to, I think it's in the Key West Museum, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where he's, I can't remember if it was a time before or after, but apparently Child's Play, Chucky, is based on Robert the Doll. Oh, really? Yeah. They say the, the essence of Eugene is in Robert, right? And when you talk shit on Robert, when you, when you take pictures of him without his permission, when you talk badly about him to his face, bad things happen to people. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one case was actually on that episode. A woman who took Robert Dahl's picture without his permission. She was in a car accident on the way home. Three weeks later. Oh, yeah. In another car accident with somebody else. Another three weeks later in another accident. Something like that. Shit kept happening to her. Right? Mm-hmm. So finally she went to him and apologized. And of course it all disappeared. Now whether it's by chance or unpopability or... Robert Robert Dahl's power is very that real. Yeah, you know, he's actually caused the deaths of but people. But but they do they know what he is, like is in him? Not necessarily. No one really did the investigation, but most people know that if when you take his picture without his permission, right, hmm. or harm him or do anything negative to him, bad things happen to people. Thank God. Right. The third most dangerous doll out there, right, which I didn't even know about until I did a little research on it, but. Her name is Peggy the doll. Now, it's your typical big plastically doll made around the 1960s or something like that, right? Blonde hair, doll face, stands about maybe three or four feet tall, right? Apparently, people who look upon her, look at her face, get terribly sick. Some people have had heart attacks and died from just looking at a picture of her. Let me guess. You looked at a picture. No, she was on Ghost of the Deadly Possession. I saw her face. I didn't feel anything. Yeah. Right. No. Maybe that's why your seizures keep happening. Well, that's that started happening. 
stop calling that <laughs> the the deja vu episode pain thing, whatever. Deja is the best way to describe it now. But no, that was happening way before I even watched the episode. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, but yeah, apparently people look upon her. They get sick. They get they get heart attacks and stuff like that. Bad illnesses happen to people, or bad things, right? Um, again, the case with Peggy. No one knows what the reason was and why. Is she possessed by something? And what my conclusion is with these kind of dolls like these is if someone did something to it mm-hmm. or someone or some of these dolls sometimes by chance or caused by someone else become almost vessels, if not, I guess, open portal ways for demonic spirits or even evil spirits to take hold of this thing. Or maybe one or more live inside it at a time and then others are allowed to come in every now and then. Mm-hmm. And cause different things to happen to people. But the MO is always the same. Uh, these dolls have negative consequences to people. But Robert seems to be one that only negative things happen to you when you disrespect him. The others seem to be... Regardless. Regardless. Like, their whole sought out is to hurt people. Wow. Right? Yeah. Well, there's a thing that I saw. Um, there is an actual... Uh, which one call it like spot on eBay where you could buy haunted objects. Like I did a joke to my sister cause she's terrified of porcelain dolls. I said, Hey, for like your birthday or like anytime I need to get you a gift, I'm just going to get you a haunted doll. And she was like, don't you dare. Um, but needless to say, and it's, it's very important, especially when you get something like that, that you understand and you know how to handle that situation, like me personally, I would even though like I have the sensitive and like all that stuff, I would not ever buy a doll online that says it's haunted, just because I don't think I would be. Able- yeah, I would never. I I couldn't buy. It. I would not be able to buy a haunted object or doll. There is actually a situation. I don't know if you remember it because they say like you got to be careful in antique shops and stuff like that. Um, because there was one time where we went, my parents love going to antique shops and I remember we went to this one. It was in, I think San Antonio or like Bernie or something, which is like outside of San Antonio. Um, and it was like the two, do you remember? It was like the two story antique shop. That was Blinko. It was Blanco? It's my hometown. Yeah, it was Blanco. It was in that shopping center area. An old shopping corner around the uh, uh, courthouse. Yeah, I lived there 20-something years and never even been in there until we went in there. Yeah, we went in there and we kind of like, you know, like dispersed, separated. Me and Isaac kind of stayed in the same area. And uh, I start walking to this area. It's got like a little bit of porcelain dolls, a little bit of music boxes. And like it even has some like like really old like toys. Well, some of the stuff, like some of the music boxes actually started turning. And like I was walking at a certain area and I actually saw the thing scoot, move and drop. So I don't know. I don't know if that was just a quinkadink or what. But remember, I called you over there and you even saw some stuff move. Yeah. And it was funny, this is long before you even started to embrace your sensitive abilities. Yeah, I didn't even, like, something drawed me to that area to look. So, I always get weary in, like, antique shops. Because, like, am I taking home something? And that kind of, like, furniture or something. And I think you said we were going to kind of talk about it later. But, like, how stuff gets attached to objects. So, um, I guess the next thing that... uh one of the most haunted objects out there is the Dybbuk box, uh. which is a, a Jewish uh, box that was created by a Holocaust survivor. Yeah, it's a, essentially like a wine box. Well, it, it, what, you, you can hang the Torah in there and you put your you know, your Jewish things and stuff yeah. like that for Passovers yeah. and stuff. So um, essentially a Catholic would use it in a sense of putting their candles and maybe a picture <laughs> of Mary or a statue of Mary or something like that. Um. But a Dybbuk is a uh, spirit that has unfinished business and will possess people to complete that that uh, activity, right? Which essentially is what all ghosts are, had to have unfinished business, is what I still hear. Mm-hmm. Well, originally was original. I thought the Dybbuk box actually, or Dybbuk was like more of a, a little bit of a malicious yes. intent. So, 
what it is is apparently it trapped or he has in the box or part of the box itself a dark spirit that hasn't finished business now what an unfinished business is no one really knows and but what everyone does know well excuse me is that the box itself people around it people that encounter it whatsoever they have terrible things happen to them or feel bad or they have negative thoughts so you mean to tell me that zach bagans was in the room with annabelle was in the room with the divic box was in the room with robert what happened to him nothing what a time and place he doesn't own these objects yeah but he gazed upon them yeah well if you watch the episodes i mean it does affect him you know in certain different ways but um, well maybe he's got like protection and stuff so with the Divic Box, I know you were saying that, you know, is anything affected Zach, but I mean, he, he's on a small short-term basis while he was in the room, yeah. But apparently, mm-hmm. the worst person who got it of all was Post Malone. But do you know the story behind that? That is, like, this is the You told me, I remember that. Yeah. No, he, I forgot what interview, and maybe have been the Breakfast Club? I don't know. I don't no, know. No, it was on Joe Rogan. Was it Joe Rogan? Yeah. Yeah, it was Joe Rogan. I knew it was, like, some, like well-known like show um but he had said that zach bagans thought it would be a sweet ass idea to put ashes of a possessed nun on top of the divic box what the fuck and he had post to it and he had to me that's irresponsibility something either was controlling him or that was just irresponsible on his part yeah, so like, Zach apparently I, I coerced Post Malone into putting it. But yeah, he took the bag of ashes of a possessed nun and put it on top of the dirt box. And then Post Malone's... Uh, and he ran out after. That that makes yeah. me think that maybe something... But that's not the worst part of the story. Yeah. The worst part of the story is that what happened to Post Malone afterwards. Oh, yeah. Uh, his plane crashed? Yeah, he got robbed. Or his plane got robbed or something like that? No, he almost died in a plane crash. He almost died, almost died, in, a plane died crash. in a car crash, yeah. I think. And then on top of that, I think like his house was robbed or something. Yeah. And that continuously happened to him afterwards. To a point where Zach, uh, Post Malone went to some psychic medium or somebody uh, to get the curse lifted or whatever was on him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that to me, though, like what the freak happened with that is he's just bored with the paranormal world now that he's got to like egg shit on. Like to me, I'm not even like. Like a quarter, I haven't even seen a quarter of what Zach has seen. I've never experienced even like a fraction of what Zach's experienced. But the sheer fact that he thought that was a smart idea or that was a sick idea, like he tells everybody else, doesn't he like make a disclaimer not to do this crap at home or something? Yeah. Yeah. And then. By which I forgot to put a disclaimer in there. Uh, look at Peggy on your own. Uh, yeah. Warning. Don't do it. Just he- don't do it. <laughs> if you had a curiosity, do it. Warning ahead. Uh, you might feel ill or something. So just warn you. I didn't. I didn't myself. But um, maybe they I probably just... did some sort of thing to like veil it. You, you know saw I mean? her face. Yeah. No. But to veil like viewers, did it say on? Oh yeah. This she was for one. She came in the beginning of the episode with a bag on her head. Okay, that's the fact that they have to fucking do that. Yeah, and then they, he said disclaimer before warning. You know. Look at your own accord. Look at your own. Oh, sorry, not your accord. Uh, with your own risk at hand. And you looked. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to see. You're dangerous, Isaac. Yeah. But now the Dibber box itself—that's one of the most haunted objects. Apparently, it's dangerous as well. But what's weird uh-huh. is that there was a guy who currently owns it. Now I know Zach owns it now because for some reason, for some reason, it was in his museum when he did that that show with Post. Yeah. Right? Which I never saw that. I gotta look at that. Or the episode with Post Malone. It's probably funny. Um, apparently he did an older episode with Post Malone, and then Post Malone came back again for the Deadly Possessions episode, where he talked about a different box, and I think it's where that situation happened. Gosh. Um, Or some other show that Zach's doing. I forget what it's called. He's got a lot of shows underneath his hat. Um, oh, yeah. The current owner of it, he buries the box. In a military grade case and buries it so no one can fucking find it. Mm. That's how dangerous it is to him. The previous owner, um, apparently mother died from it, right? Didn't they say it makes your eyes bleed or something? It made his eyes bleed. The current owner. Oh my 
God. The Okay, again, that blows my mind. The sheer fact that something invisible, kind of, like, I know they probably have some shape or form or something, mm. but the fact that something has that power to do that, like, what the hell? I know. Um, and see, honestly, as bad as it sounds, like, this is where my Christianity, I guess, kind of gets tested. Because shouldn't God be stopping that? You can't step in on everything. That is true. If he did, there would be no consequence. Yeah. And see, that that's, that's the thing that, like, boggles me with, like, Christianity a little bit. And I know not everyone's Christian, not everyone, but I'm telling you my perspective. So you kind of can get my, like, into the paranormal, like, with a Christian background can understand. Cause I know not everybody is a Christian. Not everyone has the same religion, whatever. Um, but yeah, but that to me is what, I mean, maybe if you, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, okay. I always tell it like everyone is like there has to be consequence to to learn. You have to experience something to learn from it. So free will has to exist in order for us to learn anything and make our own personal choices and be our own person. Mm -hmm. If everything was already planned out for us, made for us, done for us, and stopped for us, anytime negative something something bad would happen, we'd all be fucking robots doing the same thing. Every single one of us. No individualism would exist. Yeah. So. That's my answer to that. Um, but it's funny is that I always thought it was weird is that I never looked too much into Jewish belief mm-hmm. when it comes to paranormal. But apparently they have just as strong as the Catholic faith. Really? When it comes to demonic possessions, exorcisms, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, the Divic Box. Wasn't that that movie, The Possession? I don't know if I had the Divic Box in it. I think it. it was the Divic Box. They trap it. Because it's it's like... Jew, I think he was Jewish, the the kid, and the rabbi was the one that helped him. Remember? I don't think about that creepy ass like <sighs> scene where he like opens the box or something, and the shit flies out and into his mouth. Like it looks like bats, but it's not bats. It's like a black mist. And I remember a movie where Gary Oldman played a rabbi that was like he was doing a was demonic possession thing. I think we actually saw it in movie theaters. I think it was 2015. It came out. I want to say. I don't remember. <laughs> a long time ago. I don't remember the premise of the movie or what it was called, but I remember like yeah, something about a girl was dealing with a demon or something, and she was of Jewish faith. No, it was a boy. I remember a teenage chick. Well, I'm gonna look it up right now. It was both. Oh yeah, no, it was the daughter. Yeah. Oh, they acquired it in an antique wooden box bought from a yard sale. Divic box. And it was the divic box, yeah. Or it wasn't the divic box, but it was a divic box, yeah. And I was looking, it's, I don't think it has anybody, uh, like, a uh, comment. Oh, it had the, the, I think it's the dad is, um, Jeffrey Morgan? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, the one that plays yeah, uh, Negan. Negan. Yeah, Negan, yeah. Or now he's going to play, uh, Batman in Flashpoint. Yeah. Or Thomas Wayne, which I'm looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But I guess the one of the, uh. And it's got Kyra Sedgwick in it. You don't, you'll see her face and know who she is. This, she plays the mom. Hmm. But it's not like a, it wasn't like a huge movie. But. Anywho. Anywho. Um. I guess one of the final things, uh, we'll to talk about, which might be a while because there's so much different branches about it. Mm-hmm. But the stone tape theory, yeah, or uh, the wooden like stone tape theory involves wood, not just stone. Uh-huh. Is the idea that energy itself can be embedded or possess objects, which creates the idea of the haunted object in itself. Is that an object, whether it be a pen, shoes, a vehicle, um, even with some things, uh, a bedroom, a house, yeah. right? Or just the the, the, the foundation, i.e. the floorboard and stuff like that, can hold the energy of the dead through either violent acts or just time spent with that current object. Yeah. Right? I agree, yeah. So, 
if you can think of something that you've had in your life since you were a kid that you've never let go of that you've been with, like, it's been with you since forever, mm-hmm. right? If that was an object that would be connected to you, that would technically be considered a haunted object that if were taken from your home and someone had it who didn't respect it, could cause you to haunt them, right? Yeah. Which I think is the, the theory behind the haunted objects to begin with. Yeah. But the stone tape rolls in the same category in a sense that, that uh, a place, like the floorboards or wood and, or stone can hold, it doesn't have to be floors, it can be like a walls or a building, can hold the energy and the emotion of what happened there. That's why battlefields and, and, and uh, castles and bases and stuff like uh, and forts hold so much war because a lot of violent energy happened there. Yeah. That's why someone's house that got murdered in holds that negative energy. Yeah. Uh, something can seep into the floorboard and stay there. Like some of it was killed, their blood seeped into the wood and it's still there. Ugh. Right? Yeah. So as you ask when you buying houses, did someone get, uh, get killed here? Well, you know, like the, the one place that I think I would honestly be a bit terrified to stay in is a Lizzie Borden house. I think I would be. The Veleska Axe Murder House, uh, uh, Veleska Axe Murder House is where I would be more. Really? Lizzie Borden, not so much. Veleska Axe Murder House, yeah. Why? Uh, cause the whole family was killed in their house. Uh-huh. Wife, uh, parents, the kids, uh, were murdered in their home by an axe murderer who Basically caves in their faces with an axe. Oh my god, that's terrible. And he was never caught. Oh my god. They suspected. So they don't even know what it is, even if it wasn't like. But what's scary is that Ghost Avengers went to that, that damn uh-huh. house and they caught a door open, slamming shut. Really? Oh my god, that's scary. Yeah. Scary, scary stuff. Because that place would hold a hell of a lot. Oh yeah, because of it's negative not energy. Just, but a violent would, crime no, but I would feel Lizzie Borden too. Well, yeah, but uh, because like literally, you don't know she. Because I wonder. Because that's my th- theory was Lizzie Borden. What if she was possessed? That was a theory because she was technically kind of insane. And the, and the and the whatever possessed her, like maybe something was going on with like the dad or the mom, or she had a little bit of like angst against the the stepmom or something like that and it took advantage of that and fueled that as a thing and kind of blew it into an extremity you know what i mean yeah what if what if so that energy would be there obviously yeah that energy would be there then the sheer fact that it was brutal and then on top of that the fact that it was quick you know she just went in there and like chop chop i mean blow f- through your head with an axe isn't gonna keep you you know mm-hmm. uh the, with lizzie boarding situation they either she either acted out of uh like she was tired of being victimized mm-hmm. right because supposed that her father was abusing her mm-hmm. which is why you know she killed him yeah. but doesn't explain why he she According to the rhyme, right, mm-hmm. she gave her mother 40 wax and gave her father only one. Yeah. So unless she was tired of basically just mm-hmm. killing her stepmom, then she just basically went one good weave into her father's head. Yeah. Um, or when she was killing this stepmom, yeah. right? It wasn't the stepmom, yeah. right? When she was killing the stepmom, right? That was when that thing took hold of her. And instead of, like, you Depending on how much, I guess, a, a demonic position gets a hold of you, but like sometimes you can come in and out. Maybe she came out of some of the oppression. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when she realized what she'd done and then it came back and grabbed her again. And I don't know. That's just what I, that's the first thing that popped in my head was, hmm, was she possessed? I mean, you want to say that? Cause when during the trial and they're asking her the whole thing, why she did it, she was like laughing. Yeah. <clears throat> she seemed like insane, like crazy. Yeah. But the whole situation, so she was transferred to a psych ward. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. That's gotta be creepy as hell. But <clears throat> with that haunted object thing, um places and the the warning I sorry, I trying to reframe my thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Um when a person goes and investigates a certain place that's haunted, known to be haunted. Right. If you're an amateur investigator looking to get started into it, stuff like that, one of the warnings that most of them give you is not to take anything 
from a place without asking permission first. Yeah. Right? And what the consequence with that is, if you take something, even with permission, excuse me, you're basically opening yourself up to allow them to come to your place. Oh. Right? And peacefully, anyway. But if you take something, you steal it from some place that has a violent history, especially, uh, be prepared to experience a lot of bad shit. Yeah. Because everyone, so far with haunted object cases, has even bought something or took something, right? With permission, mind you. They still have shit happen to them. They can imagine if someone stole something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, I just remembered something. Uh, there was a case of uh, one of the guys on the Deadly Possession show with the haunted objects. Mm-hmm. He was a friend of Zach's mom because mm-hmm. Zach's mom runs the museum. Mm-hmm. He brought in a skull, a real human skull that's old as shit, probably 100 years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that he wanted Zach to see it, right, uh, just because uh, he can't sell it to him. And the reason why he can't sell it to him is because everyone who's ever sold it has died. Right after selling it. Oh, my God. So this guy didn't want to sell it to him, but maybe he wanted to leave it in Zach's care, right? Six weeks after from shooting that film, the guy died. <gasps> maybe I got chills when you told me that. Yeah, he died. He didn't sell it to Zach. He just thought about selling it. So even the thought of selling that skull apparently killed him. Or the skull did. Whoever the, the skull connected to. That is cra- Like, I'm telling you, like, the fact that something can control a human... That much? That is a scary-ass thought. Scary. Yeah. So, um, I can, I can tell you for sure I wouldn't uh, sell my little blanket to anyone. Oh, my God. He has this blanket his grandma so, sewed for him. Made me. It's a quilt. Made, yeah. And he will not. He sleeps with it all the time. Eh. Yeah. yeah. yeah actually, I've had it since I was five, and it's, now after she's gone, it's basically the only thing I have, like, I have a lot of quotes from her, but that one was the first one she made me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if there had to be a haunted object of mine, that'd probably be it. I'm trying to think, I don't really think I have any thing that I've held on to that's significant. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I really have anything that's like significant like that. That's like I've held on to. I mean, there, I obviously have baby stuff that was mine that I held on to, but not. Like, specific like that. Like, if it were to have left, I'd be like, oh, man, that sucks. But I wouldn't be devastated like you with the blanket. Because uh, <laughs> that one time your grandmother tried to throw it away. Oh, my God. It's so rags. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a blanket anymore. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, that would be... I guess my haunted object. So, but yeah, I guess that'd be a question to ask people who are listening. What would you be your haunted object be? Yeah. I guess something that you know you would be attached to. If someone took it from your house without your permission, you'd probably follow it and haunt it. What? Oh, I thought it paused. Sorry. No. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't really, I'm trying to think of something, but I really don't think there's anything of mine. That I'm like physically like super attached to. Now, there's a lot. I, I was I was just, I remember something else. Um, there's a lot of haunted objects out there, and to come to think about it, if we were to visit Zach's museum, mm-hmm. would you be overwhelmed by the energy in there? I don't think I could because like like I said like, and I, I have talked to other people that have like the sensitivity and the empath and all that stuff, psychic medium genes and all that. I say I call it genes, but it's not genes; it's ability. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe to sound smarter. I don't know. <laughs> um, but when he was watching that, like, the first thing I cannot do is I can't watch exorcism videos. Like, I, I've actually physically thrown up watching an exorcism video. Like, it's a little bit not that bad if it's like a fictional thing, but an actual live, like, that's why I didn't watch that Ed and Lorraine thing, Warren, because apparently there's live exorcism videos there and I cannot. Like, I can't, like, I start, like, freaking out, like, getting really bad anxiety. Mm. And, like, just, I pace, and it's just, I feel like throwing, it's just weird. But when you were watching that ghost adventure show, I was trying to go to sleep. And I could hear, but the one that, like, you know, they were going over these different things. But the one that I, my mind kept, like, freaking out about was the R-Doll. 
So whatever that is, that's that's a real deal. That's scary shit. Mm. So the I don't know. Went to so Las Vegas. the fact that they have like all of that in one spot, uh, I don't know what I would do. I'd probably collapse. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I probably have to go in there. Just take a picture. Just look around. Oh my god, I literally probably would throw up, and I would be. I don't know. I don't know that. Oh, that'd be scary. I mean. I don't know if I'd want to test the waters, though, and, like, go in there. But, like, I don't know. I get a feeling I shouldn't is what it is. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a destination I want to go to. Just to of see. Of course. You, you can go in there. Go right ahead. Stroll. Yeah. I'll wait outside. Because uh, one of the things that Zach has in his possession, which has always been one of those objects that uh, supposedly is the... When people talk about mirrors... Right, they always say it can always be easily a portal for the other oh, side. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Zach now has his possession uh, a mirror owned by um, Bella Degosi. Hmm? He was the uh, actor who played Dracula in the old, not black and white one. Oh, really? The first guy who played Dracula, I think, the silent film one. Yeah. Right. Who was really into the occult and stuff like that? Mm. Supposedly, his mirror uh, has a dark entity inside of it. Oh my god! That apparently came out and choked. Uh, the daughter of the was the previous owner of it. Oh my god! But Zach is now in possession of it. He didn't buy it; it was given to him because she didn't want yeah. it anymore. Well, I feel like, other than the whole dumping the ashes of the nun thing, mm. I mean, I feel like he's pretty responsible and no, and his knowledge is extensive. I mean, he's probably seen the worst of the worst, you know, the most compelling, the most intense, and probably have reached out to people, talked to people. Has probably got. And the reason I bring him up is because, right, besides the Warrens, I think he has one of the most vast haunted collections out there. Yeah. Well, it got voted just recently as the best haunted attraction. Yeah. So he has Did one you of just the- hear my stomach? Is that? Sound like I a- I Sound like a- What is that? Burly woman bottom belch? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. It would be dainty woman bottom belch. Because I don't really consider myself burly. No. Ding dong ding. Anyways. Off topic. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so, Bella Grossi's mirror apparently can cause people to see the dark figure standing behind him in their reflection. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's... No, I've always had a weird thing with mirrors. I don't like mirrors. Like, um... I used to always have to flip, you know, those, like, long mirrors that you get, like, for five, ten bucks at Walmart? Yeah. I used to, I used to have one and I always used to flip it. Closets freak me the fuck out too. I used, I like, ever since I was a kid, I always thought that like entities hid in there. Well, like that, that shadow man guy, which apparently is common, that with the top hat. And I'm not the only person that's seen someone like that. It's a top hat though, like Abraham Lincoln, but it's shorter. The one I'm talking about is like a, it's like a brimmed hat. It looks like a real. Yeah, I looked, I looked up that guy. I don't think it's that kind of hat. Like a farmer's hat. Or like something. a far, no, yeah. it was like a, like a top hat, like, like almost like the olden times, like a trench coat, the cane, the top hat kind of thing. Yeah. And that's what it kind of looked like. But I always essentially, like, I always saw him near my closet. Hmm. Scary as hell. Well, I think it's time to, uh. Wrap it up! Well, talk about the next object. Oh, okay. Uh, next thing, which we already <laughs> drew for. Um, yeah. it looks like it's gonna be cryptoids. Which is actually kinda interesting because I'm gonna have to do research because I really don't know a lot. And there's actually a lot of evidence out there. Yeah. So, it's gonna be interesting. Like, I don't know about a Wendigo. I don't know what that is. Wendigo supposedly is the. Or like the difference between Wendigo and Skinwalkers and stuff like that. Skinwalkers are creatures. I think Wendigos are... Why does that sound weird? Does that sound weird to you? No. No. I thought it sounded weird for a second. Uh, Wendigos are like witches, essentially. Really? Well, I thought they were creatures. I thought Skinwalkers were witches. Well, Skinwalkers, apparently, uh, they cannibalistic. If you eat human meat, you go insane and become a Skinwalker. Ew. It's the Native American lore behind it. Um, But yeah, also Bigfoots. Also other creatures. Mothman. Mothman. Also, other famous uh, cryptoids of the world. And I guess we're going to discussion is um, around them. Because I really have much experience with them, except for one case uh, where I actually heard one. Really? If it was one. Uh, I think I talked about it uh, with Tanner uh, on uh, Monsters Legends uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, my, uh, how what I experienced. Oh, Which I'll probably bring up. Because I don't think I've heard this. 
Uh, it's intense, and I'm not the only one that heard it. My huh. entire family did. What? Yeah. Were you camping? No, it was at our house. Oh, oh, get out of here! You know that ranch? <laughs> yeah, it's notorious. Yeah, but um, gonna have people lined up at the ranch. Is this the ranch from Isaac and Hidden in the Shadows? <laughs> Can we check it out? Can we investigate it? Oh, we'll look around. I'm like ah, no. I guess what makes it even creepier is that there's no street lamps. Right? It's no, dark. It's pitch- no. It's dark out there. I remember there was one time where you had parked. You had to go get your stuff or whatever. Um, and I was in the car alone, and I thought that was the worst decision I have ever made. <laughs> like, it was the most terrifying. And it, I noticed with myself, like, when I'm scared, I tend to, like, cover myself. Like, my face. It's just a childhood phobia thing. And... That's what I did, was I closed my eyes and, like, I had a jacket on and I just threw the jacket over my head and I was like, I locked the doors. If I hear taps, if I hear knocks, unless it's you, not looking. So, with that said, um, go ahead and check out our social media with Twitter at HittingTheShaw6. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Gotta change it. Yeah. Um, also, our Instagram. Yep. And one thing we're going to start doing more often is definitely Instagram lives. What's the Instagram handle? Um, at Hidden in the Shadows podcast. All right. Um, and we are going to be guest starring on some episodes, some other podcasts soon. So I said that's going to be on our Instagram when that happens. Um, Isaac was on Monster Legends podcast. Mm. Um, their Vermont episode, his Vermont episode. Which was not so much about Vermont episodes, <laughs> a lot of other things, but yeah. I mean, we can um, do. So yeah, so we'll keep you in the loop. Um, this month for sure, merch is going to be released for sure. So yeah, when that happens, we'll have an announcement and we will have me. Sorry, I know like a weird thing going on there. Um, Maybe by next episode, we'll actually have a, a definite decision on what our Halloween special is going to be. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. So. So we'll catch you weirdos in the next one. Yes. <laughs>